Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. For complete details, offer valid through end of the month with approved credit. Dealer stock it's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. We're glad that he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Oh, it's a fantastic day, Jeffrey. It's the beginning of the NBA season, NBA opening night. We've got a game seven, another one, a second straight night of a game seven in uh, Major League Baseball, spot in the World Series on the line. We've got all 32 NHL teams in action, a rarity. All 32. This is an ESPN gimmick, right? Yes, I believe so. Um, But all 32 teams in action. Um, We've also got... um, Is that enough? I mean, mean, it's enough. Well, there's CUSA. (laughs) We got some CUSA CUSA football. football. We got some CUSA football. Um, I mean, you bury the lead, but yes. (laughs) It's a good night. It's going to be a good night for sports. You got Kevin Durant. Playing the Warriors, that's all. That's going to be fun. Well, I mean, this is the beginning of the rare period in sports where you've got United Lakers States Nuggets after like jawing at each other all off season playing. It's like a good. Did they jaw at each other? Or did just the Lakers try to start jawing at them? No, no, no. The Nuggets. Remember in their championship celebration, like Mike Malone, especially excuse me, Michael Malone. Yes, don't uh, call him Mike. respectfully. Um, Michael Malone was the one kind of bringing it back up after they won the title. I. I've appreciated both sides of it. It's the petty. It's it's the pettiness we've come to know the NBA for, and I think the NBA did a nice job with their opening night tonight. We've got two opening well, night is all had, about the narrative. We already had a NBA. controversy. Did you see the Denver folks getting up in arms about the TNT graphic? Yes. And then Barkley even went and apologized yes, on a no Denver Jokic. Ra- no, no Jokic. No Jokic was on the graphic. 
Yeah, we get a ring ceremony tonight. Know, Chuck was in the meeting going, you know what? Let's we gotta get these four guys on the graphic. <laughs> like that is the ultimate shoot the messenger. <laughs> someone got someone got railroaded yeah, by Charles like, Barkley there. Um but he should have been on the low he should have been on the promo. But I agree, but I'm saying it's not like Charles Barkley was the one that made the graphic. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um uh, but no, it's a, it should be a fun night. It's a it's the rare t- great Tuesday night of sports. I mean, we have reached the point in the calendar. This is why October's where great. All four American, uh, all four American, uh, North American, excuse you. All four North American professional sports: NFL football, college football, NBA, and NHL. They're all going. I'm going to tell the truth. This might. Oh, be- MLS is going too. We got five, right? I guess they are still going. Uh, too bad WNBA ended last weekend. We would have had like yeah, the, we could have had the the qu- the, the quintet or whatever. Yeah, sextet. Um, regardless. It's tell the truth Tuesday. I'm going to tell the truth. It's a it's this is about the best Tuesday in sports I can remember um, in terms of live sports programming. Um, so lots and lots to get to on today's show. Two forty or so. Tim Murray. Wait, wait, let me let me go to how great of a day this is. Okay, five and three New Mexico State <laughs> travels to three and five Louisiana Tech. Can you guess which team is favored? It's at La Tech. It's in Ruston. Yeah, you, you, you don't just New Mexico State's not just going into Louisiana Tech their first year in Cusa and winning. This is what I love about the Cusa: the five and three team against the three and five team, three and five team, ninety percent of the times favored, <laughs> as long as it's on the road. Then we also have undefeated Liberty. This is a big one, Mark. We got undefeated Liberty going to Western Kentucky, and also undefeated Liberty. Well, look, Liberty. I mean, like it's going to be interesting. If they're undefeated at the end of the year. Uh, their their strength of schedule is so bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've not I've not heard whispers. They'll be able to yell and scream. Though, I've not about heard it. whispers remember the CUSO when it comes to the G five champ. No, the the truth is Tulane and whoever or whoever wins the AAC, Memphis or SMU, they're lucky James Madison is not eligible. That might be the best group of five team this year. It's the only ranked one right now. Well, I guess Tulane. Tulane is. Um probably so. Like uh, that's a good. That's a really good team. I mean, I mean I, Air Force is really good too. I mean, I do think yeah, because Air Force is ranked too. So we got three. I think you're probably right. Although it it'll be interesting. So I think it's a week from tonight is when we get our first college football playoff rankings. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we get any tips on how they view the G five leagues because. I suspect that if Tulane, SMU, or Memphis end up running the table, I suspect mm-hmm. that they're in pretty good shape, provided that Air Force gets beat at some point. Mm-hmm. But I am very curious to see if they tip their hands and they sit there and go, yeah, the top of your league's good, but we 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 see the totality of that league, and we see all that CUSA, all that CUSA infants at the bottom of the league, because the bottom of the league is real bad. Let's talk a little more about it here in a second. 240. Tim Murray will join us from VSIN. We'll go. We'll go around uh, the nation in college football with him. Three o'clock or so. We will get into the list. Um, Kirk Cousins had a big had a big Monday night. Prime that was not Kirk. The, that was not the Kirk Cousins I uh, I remember from uh, DC. Also, we'll we'll dive into that game seven between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. There was a column, uh, I believe, it was in the Washington Post saying. Baseball needs the Phillies to win this game. You can't have di- can't have Diamondbacks Rangers World Series. 
does Phillies Rangers really make it that much difference? Well, I think the point is, is like the the Phillies the, are like the East Coast elites. Well, yes, what, the Philly team. Oh, well, and it's like they care about baseball or something. No, there's, there, I do agree that there's a very clear difference when you watch a playoff game at the bank versus yeah. Uh, ironically, a stadium that was once upon a time named Bank One. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think now it's Chase Field. So they're both named after banks. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, yeah, we'll wrap things up. Tell your story and get out of here. But uh, it's Tell the Truth Tuesday, yeah. and Jeffrey. Yes. <clears throat> you came in. You had some truths to get off your chest about Ryan I Silverfield. I guess. No, no. Just I, I have some truths, and I, I mentioned it in the tweet when I tweeted out the. The lineup today. There's a group of Tiger football fans that I owe an apology to, Mark. Mm -hmm. There's a group that pretty regularly will tweet at me, why can't you use the same energy that you use on Hugh Freeze when you parse through all the dumb things that he says? Why can't you use it on Ryan Silverfield? And you know what? (laughs) Oh, my God. All of you are right. I've fallen asleep at the wheel. The truth is, Ryan's press conferences are so boring and put me to sleep so quickly that I just I can't find myself to sit there and watch 21 minutes of it. I just can't do it. But then Mark, maybe it's bad questions. I'm not ruling that out. <laughs> They're not great answers either. <laughs> but if you want to do a little column A, a little column B, I'm fine with that. But Mark had alerted me that on Saturday's broadcast, radio broadcast, during the coach's interview portion, Ryan Silverfield when asked about the slow starts of the pre- offense. I think it was pregame. It was the pregame. Yes, it's yeah. we, the two hours, whatever it was. Listen, I scrolled through <laughs> to about an hour and 45 to find this clip. Yeah. You should have asked me. I could have told you. Well, I, so then I started doing selective math. <laughs> I, I saw when you tweeted or you texted me, and then okay. I was able to do the math of when did the broadcast start, and I was able to okay. find it pretty quickly. But if you were curious about whether or not Ryan was thinking about the slow starts that his offense had, this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the question that so many head coaches ask. And I you know, was speaking earlier about, you know, people are talking about University of Georgia starting slow and how do you do mm. it? Look, we bang our heads against the wall making sure that we're putting our guys in the right situation. You know, we know Seth Hennigan's our quarterback. You know, part of it was sitting down with him and saying, okay, what do you really feel comfortable with? And we do that every week. But no, no, like what throw do you want to make? Uh, is it the first play of the game or is it the third play? And putting ourselves, regardless of what look we're getting on defense, that he feels really comfortable with. Uh, every head coach and every coordinator always has these ideas of, hey, this would work, this would. But if the players uh, can't execute, then shame on us. And so that's the plan. Uh, how do we get Seth settled and being comfortable with the plan that's in place? And then getting the rest of the guys to do their job. We've not executed um, with all 11 at the same time. It may be a guy here and a guy there, and I think that's where we're seeing some of the inefficiencies early on with our offense. So a couple of things. Uh, first, and I thought foremost, that was a pretty reasonable. You know, the end we got really cliche. His whole like one man off, but like I thought that was pretty reasonable. They they worked with Seth on what throws he wants yeah, to make. Yeah, let's hear the beginning one more time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's the the question that so many head coaches ask. And I, you know, was speaking earlier about you know people are talking about University of Georgia starting slow and how do you do it? There you go. You can well, cut it right there. Heads against- <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know. First and foremost, Georgia does start slow, right? Uh, ask Kentucky. <laughs> and uh, to be fair, like uh, Georgia, Georgia's problem has not necessarily been like starting slow. 
it's been that like they're just not killing people. So, but there's a couple of other things I would like to point out. Number yeah, let me, one, let me let you go. This is one of my favorite Ryan Silverfieldisms because he's branded himself as the "I don't care what other people say about me" or "I only watch my team." I'm not really getting caught up in the rest of college football. He really backs himself into corners when he's got a point that he wants to make, and the point that he clearly wanted to make was. Well, you know, Georgia starts slow, but you can hear him having to fumble over his words because he has to say, well, you know, somebody else told me that, like, Georgia starts slow because he can't just come out and say, well, you know, Georgia starts slow. And then you're right. The rest of the answer is completely reasonable until you get to the one part that I always drives me insane. When coaches do the, well, we got 10 guys doing the right thing, then get eleven guys that can do the right thing. Like that's your job. Like, in yeah, it's just a, well, it's just always it, the problem with it is it, whether it's true or not. I've heard so many coaches say it over the years, and they only say it after they lose a game. Correct. <laughs> you know, back to the aforementioned freeze. Freeze no. decided on Monday's press conference. If I could only bring y'all in and watch the, the tape copy, we had ten or twelve touchdown plays called. Twitch that reminded me of literally one time. He brought my boss and three other people into his office after they had lost to LSU to show how Bo, Bo Wallace had missed a read rather than, hey, like, who does that? Like, that's, like, so bizarre to me. Like, it's just trying to insist upon yourself. But that also brings me to the next point. Oh my God. And this occurred He did yesterday. win on Saturday. They're 5-2. Uh, I'm not calling out the record. Okay. By the way, who have they beaten of consequence? Um, Boise, uh, Boise State. Who lost again? <laughs> lost to Colorado State. Lost yeah. to Colorado Only State. Only eighth time in 48 years Memphis is 5-2. and two. I looked it up on Saturday. And again, this is what I've been saying all summer. They can go 8-4, and four and it's the same thing as going 6-6 six and six against last year's schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, that brings me up to just a oh, chef's kiss. Ryan doing Ryan. This oh, was yesterday gosh. afternoon. Right. Okay. Well, we can ask Scott Barnes. Scott, Scott Barnes said that they were talking about a college game day. Okay. Uh, I believe He's got time to watch college game day. The rest of us get ready for a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 21 straight games. Too busy watching film. Scored, which is the longest active streak in the country. Are you going to write an article about that? That's pretty positive. Is that interesting? Is that, are you... you are you guys going to put articles on that? <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I just, I wanted to get you I'm there. going to read all your stuff in the offseason and just tell you how wonderful you are. I appreciate you. you show that. <laughs> 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 Don't you have to put it off for me because I can't afford the subscription. Mm. That was more. Jonah Dillon he was talking to, the Tiger football beat writer. Yuck, 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 yuck. Just great jokes. Jokes. Also, another rule. If you're not funny, don't try to be funny. It's never going to come across. It's just not going to work. But number two, the according to pay scale, the average Memphis citizen makes $66,000 a year. Okay. Ryan Silverfield makes $1.9 million a year. By my math, that's 28 times what the average salary is in town. You can afford a $10 subscription, or what's it right now at the Commercial Appeal? I don't even know. But yeah, it's, I think it's like $11.99 fully or something Correct. like that. If you're paying full price. I'm well, well below. That number, and I can afford both. So when you do it to get the dig, it just also comes across as like, I am just so worried about the wrong things. Like, in the end, 
He's doing the, I don't read it, so could you print it out and give it to me? Mm-hmm. You know what the you know what the batting average of those guys are on stuff that they actually don't read? They bat zero. They read it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I care about is whether he, like, wins football games or not. He can say, like... Well, again, his- that's the problem. Here's, here's the biggest issue. He is doing an impression of a football coach. He's, like, doing and saying, like, he's trying to, like, well, this, this works for this guy. I'll try that. And it's, like, he's just trying to, like... It ends up just being a bunch of nothing because it num- never comes across as authentic. In the end, here is what his character actually is. He is trying to be the football coach that says, judge me on game day. That's mm-hmm. what he's trying to do. Yeah. And right now, he is in position to do that. It's the whole act. It just comes across as so hollow and just so just disingenuous. It's like I'm trying to get digs in so that I can, like, Go get a high five from one of my staffers. Who, by the way, Ryan, would high five you no matter what. He's a staffer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I, you know, I don't know him well enough, I feel like, to do like a personal I, I will say, like, I find his, you know, his press conferences are you know, very milk toast, just, you know, mostly boilerplate stuff. You don't get a lot from it. Um, and some coaches are like that. He's not the first coach I've run into who is like Lane that. Kiffin is boring at the podium. Um, but I, I will say it does feel like the players, they don't hate him. You know, like, it's not like there's like, they play <laughs> for him. Glorifying endorsement. No, like they seem like to like him. I mean, I don't know what to make of it. Cause like so many go each year but, I mean, that's in and out sp- of the program. So like, but it seems like the people in the program like him. And so, um, but like ultimately to me, like, I don't really care about any of that stuff. It's to me, it's. How are you doing? You know, how are you leading the program? I've been disappointed the past two years in how the program, the program's trajectory. This year, I'm on the fence. I don't know. You know, I'm not. It. it these next few weeks are going to define a lot more of how you feel about it. Because, like, ultimately, whether they have impressive wins or not, if they're eight and two going into the SMU game, like that's that's a pretty good spot to be in. Okay, but what happens if yet again they're eight and two? Which, by the way, I said this yesterday, and I believe this. I think they are trending to where, if, as long as they win this week, I think they're going to be eight and two going not, into that you're game. You're not impressed with South Florida or Charlotte. Charlotte had the big win over ECU. Correct. They are both sub one fifteen SP plus teams. Gotcha. They are horrific. Mm-hmm. So you think this is of the next three? This you view the, this North Texas game as the most dangerous. The most dangerous, and I still think that it's going to be. I, I would be surprised if Memphis can't hang in there. You know, doesn't doesn't come away with a win. Even like I would just be surprised if they don't win the game. But what happens if yet again we get into the same situation where they come up, they're eight and two, everybody's brought back in, and here they come. SMU comes into town, and SMU beats them like Tulane beats them. Where it's not embarrassing, it's not you got run out of the building, but it's very obvious you were not the better team. Because then we get into this spot where they go nine and three. Mm-hmm. which is clearly a good sign. Yeah. They will also have lost all three games in which they were not favorites, and then they won the games they were favorites. No, it is the it is the really tricky spot that this whole program and administration, like everyone has to come to terms with like what, how do we want to judge the football program? Like if they go nine and three, like he, de- you know, he deserves to be the coach the next year. Like that's a good year. 
I, got, I know we all any, said anything above eight and four. You know, and so eight and four gets tricky. But I, you know, I I find it hard to believe. You know, like like eight and four would mean they would go three and two the rest of the way, which essentially means they lose to SMU and lose one you don't expect. Yeah, I of all the games left, if they lost to Temple, you can make the argument that is as bad of a loss. <laughs> if they lose any combination, in my opinion, of Temple, Charlotte, South Florida, like those are horrific losses. Well, South Florida would be Cause, bad like, loss because it's home. It's homecoming. You don't want to lose right, but, like, South this Florida week, on if homecoming. They go, if they go to if they go to Denton and then they get into a shootout and they don't get the ball last, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and go like inexcusable. I, I think I would. Pre- I, I I I think I would probably. St- it's they're either going to go eight and four or nine and three. I don't think they're going anything worse than eight and four. No, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If they lose any of the other games, it's inexcusable. Like honestly, losing to Charlotte, South Florida, or Temple this year would be inexcusable. If you've watched any of those teams play, yeah, like forget the fact that South Florida played Alabama to seventeen to three. Like that, yeah, that was more of an Alabama story than it was a South Florida story. But further, Charlotte cannot score. And it's not like oh they play great defense. Temple does nothing well. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't stop anything. They can't move the ball. Like I don't I don't know what they I don't know what they do at practice. Well, I you know I I think you're probably right that ultimately when they're going to play good teams, they're probably you know it's going to look a lot like the Tulane game. But to put yourself in position where the SMU game matters, like. That to me does matter. That's that is something of it's not the the peak accomplishment, but it at least signifies progress to me from last season. If you if you rebound from this two lane loss and then come back, win four in a row, and make whether you win or lose the SMU game, hopefully you win it. But like if you if that game matters, like that to me does constitute progress. I guess that's where I struggle because in the end, you will have beaten. It's not great. It's not great unless you win that game and you get get to the AAC championship game. But it is. Pro- Last year, you started four and one and cratered. This year, started four but and I one. I guess lost. that's my whole point. Is no, this is what always drives me insane about college football: is people fixate way too much on what does the record say, and mm-hmm. I sit there and go, "Who did you play?" Yeah, and I'm not doing the you ain't played nobody. But part of the deal is the league this year is bad. I, I agree, and like ultimately. There's going to come, again, the fan base, the administration, the people who donate, you know, the big-time boosters have to come, have to figure out, okay, what is the new, what is the standard for Memphis now? Because it's not what it was. And, like, like you know, like that stat I gave, they, they, they're they 5-2 and two for the eighth time in 45 years. Yes. Well, six of those have happened since, like, 2015. Correct. Like, you know, like, well, so. There was a time where Memphis would go, like, in a five-week stretch, they'd play like Florida State, Alabama, yeah. Florida, yeah. throw in a Mississippi school. Like they, there was a stretch where it's the like, schedule was much tougher. Those five and six, even tougher than what it was like during you know like in the last five to ten years of the AAC. Um, like certainly much tougher than even that. And this is obviously weaker than what it's been over the last five to ten years. Correct. And so and my- next year, if you look at it, I mean, it's gonna feel you're you're not gonna have. I guess you have an at, it's tougher in that you have at Florida State as opposed to at, you know, Missouri sort of on the road, you know, basically on the road. I'm fine. The the end zones were painted in Missouri. Like you played yeah. it in St. Louis. They paid you. That's but, not a home game but, or even a neutral site game. 
you're you're not going to have SMU on the schedule next year. Um, and you know, and I don't think I think you have Tulane on the road, so it's a it's a little harder in that regard. But are we sure is are we sure realignment's done? Like Tulane is, are they having to play next year for sure? I think they would have had to have alerted the, the league. league at this point. I mean, may, I mean, maybe they can force. I, I doubt it. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they could do it when a re, realignment usually happens like spring slash summer. They're not going to be well, able it's to after like it's like. So it doesn't usually happen in May when they do their meetings because they want to all go get their checks. But then, like, they take, like, June and July off, and then, like, they come back for, like, that first, kind of like that first week in August, and then they decide, like, they have to realign everything so, in, like, three days. So just to be clear here, it's Tell the Truth Tuesday. Your Tell the Truth about Ryan Silverfield is that he's kind of entered Hugh Free Zone for you? It's not, I, that just, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, I'm saying that I had been asked by Tiger football fans mm-hmm. to use the same energy. Okay. That I use when I when I go through gotcha. the dumb things that Hugh says. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And well, to keep up. I'm glad we got that settled. And I said I'm sorry. I let them down. They were right. They were right. All right. Let's let's turn to the Grizzlies because we are what 28 hours away or so from the season opener against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. 20, 20 and a half. 27 and a half. No, because the game starts at seven. It's You're right, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Grizzlies-Pelicans tomorrow, 7 o'clock. You can listen to it right here on 92.9 FM. Somehow ESPN. my computer was on Eastern time zone. Um, this is going to be a complete shock to you, Jeffrey, but uh, Taylor Jenkins revealed that he's leaning towards starting Xavier Tillman Sr. at center tomorrow. Is there another option? <laughs> I guess you could go Santi Jaron, maybe, or like... Put Jaron at the five and someone else at the four. I mean, this is a legitimate thing. They have one true center on the roster right oh, now. Oh, if Jaron gets in foul trouble in these first five games, like you're going to see like front courts of like Roddy and Aldama. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I think I think the bigger question is what happens if Jaron and Xavier get in foul trouble at the same time? Yeah. Now yeah. that usually doesn't happen, but yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. You're going to see Roddy and Aldama. <laughs> That's not going to be your front court type. It's, it's. I think. It, Ooh, boy, that is a new definition of I small think ball. It's going to be interesting to see what the reactions are. Like the Harbor Town Five. Well, what, what do the Grizzlies look like going against honestly two the two Western Conference teams that might have the best front courts in the conference? Other than maybe the the Lakers are probably in there too. But like no, I, I mean, I, I, two Pelicans of the, two have of the Zion, three, right? The Pelicans have Zion and Jonas, and then you're going to go against Aaron Gordon and, and, Jokic. and Jokic in the first two games of the year. Who else would qualify? Literally, your greatest weakness is going to go against. Like you're going to go against the well, thing that will also potentially they, expose it the most. And also, in these don't first they two have games. like a Portland back to back? Don't they have a Portland? Uh, like yes, first, I, that might be after the five game threshold, though. Okay. Um, I know they go they go because they got Washington on. They play three games in four nights to start the year. Um, they got a back to they go Wednesday tomorrow night against New Orleans, Friday against Denver, then at Washington, second night of a back to back on Saturday, and then the Mavericks come to town on Monday. Always been a great matchup. Um, now we'll see what Lucas' status is. He's dealing with nagging injuries already. Um, yeah, you're right. The Portland series is actually game six and seven. And I would assume there will be some sort of reinforcement at game six. 
Literally, as soon as they can add someone oh, to I think the that's roster, the expectation. that they're going to add someone to the roster. Um, but um, Xavier Tillman's going to start tomorrow's season opener very clearly. Um, and I guess we talked about this before the show, and I think you're right. I'm going to jump on your truth that you said off air. I don't think Xavier Tillman's going to be the starting center the whole year, though. I just find it. I find that hard to believe. I really do. Because it also seems like if you're going to make a roster ad, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you can make the argument, whoever they add after game five, that's probably going to be a scrap heat guy. And so like Xavier would be ahead of them. But that doesn't feel like the last move that they're no, making. No, either that. Well, either that guy works out way better than you assume. That is a scenario. Maybe remember. Remember when they got? I'm not saying this would this would even work for a team like this. But it was the I'm end of that. Scared where you're going with this? It was the end of that terrible year uh, with JB Bickerstaff, the last JB Bickerstaff. The right triple threat watch. Yeah, something? but remember, remember, Joaquin Noah was like the kind of the only redeeming thing about the last no, like that's, 15, that's 20 games true. of the season. DeLon Wright yeah, triple-double right. watch was right. actually electric. Right. It was sad. Like, when he took a step back, it was sad that it was electric, but it was something to watch. But I'm open to the idea of, like, you know, maybe, you know, may- I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying it's the best solution, but, like, you know, again, I don't know who they're going to sign, whether it's, like, Bismack Biombo or... Well, can you do me a favor? You know who's... Do you have you basketball know- reference up? No. Can you look up Duke Biggs? <laughs> That's who you think they're going to go after? Um, There's got to be a Plumley out there, right? Well, he's on. I mean, Mason, you'd have to trade for. He's on. Uh, Speaking of, didn't we add Zell, uh, Zeller? One of the Zellers yeah, Cody, at one point. Cody, Cody, Cody. That's the Indiana one, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Tyler's the North Carolina. Or one. maybe we had Tyler. Cody's the one who played. Like, yeah. the, Cody was the good NBA. Cody one. was yeah. the good NBA. We had Tyler. We had the bad one. Um, yeah, he's on the. I think he's still on the Clippers. Mason Plumley. Hansbro still. Well, gets no, there's some, some. There's talk. I saw this on the internet because you know every. Eh, and I love this. Is my favorite part of Grizzlies Twitter is that it, we we did it back when we were doing the Dylan Brooks fake mm, trades. Um, like Grizzlies Twitter, I think is can be in like very over dramatic at times, but I also think great at coming up with like fake trades. Like I love that is my favorite thing about Grizzlies Twitter. Like. There's not a trade I could think of that someone else on Grizzlies Twitter hadn't thought of already. I would agree with that. The only problem that I have with some of the Grizzlies Twitter trades is oftentimes they're trades that never make sense to me that the other team would do. Well, well someone brought up because Plumley is, you know, a name that, you know, like could make some sense for or or Zubak. You know, like the Clippers have both of them. And like maybe they're willing to part with one, whether it's Plumley or Zubak. Two men enter only one man leaves. And what if because the Clippers are also trying to get James Harden right now, or James Harden wants to go to the Clippers. What if the Grizzlies can be, you know, help facilitate James Harden out of Philly, become a third team, just like they kind of did to get Marcus Smart? You know, like they kind of remember they got you know kind of squirmed their way in the back door and got in that three-team trade. Remember, because the Brogdon one fell through to the Clippers. I but think no it was. One has proven to me how they can make the money work on a Harden deal. Like they make there's the no Clippers, one, by adding a third team potentially. But I, don't I also know. don't get the sense the rest of the league is sitting there going, you know what we really want to do? We want to help out James Harden and get him. Get I him think to the Clippers, Clippers want him. I do too. I think the problem though is they can't make it happen without yeah. some other team. And if you're another team, the Clippers don't have a ton of assets where you're sitting there going, "What do you got for me?" No, they want one of these bigs. That's what they want. Okay, I, I'm just saying it's an idea. 
I'm open to any ideas that can get the Grizzlies at least a serviceable big man for the playoffs. Again, I'm going to need an idea that makes better sense than that. I'm... Everything that the ev- I think latching on as a third team might make sense. Everything, but the problem is okay. What do the what do the Sixers want out of that? You might have to give up a first round pick. I find it hard to believe that the Sixers are going to do it for the Grizzlies' first round pick, which is well, probably no, going to be get like more involved. It's going to be more back from the clip. I, I listen. See, okay, this is... I'm the, not a trade machine guy. I just heard. I just saw the idea thrown out. I was like, eh, it sounds interesting to me. Again. I, I applaud the effort. I do. Like I'm excited about the enthusiasm. I, I love it. The problem is, on all these trades, oftentimes I sit there and go, I don't get why everyone would do this. I get why the Grizzlies would do it, mm-hmm. because I totally agree. That's the problem with trades, and that's the problem with always acting like a front office should have done this, it should have done that. I mean, we found out through reporting, the Grizzlies offered four firsts for Mikel Bridges and three for OG Ananobi. Mm-hmm. We all thought that was a pretty steep price. The other problem that we've seen now is there seems to be this weird recalibration of what a first-round pick is worth. Mm-hmm. Whereas it used to be like you would go, oh, my God, like we use football brain. Like, oh, my God, they're getting four firsts. They're going to own the draft. And then, like, we just decided overnight we don't really care about draft picks anymore. We as an mm-hmm. NBA collective mm-hmm. just decided we didn't. And then, I mean, for God's sakes, let's not even talk about second-rounders. <laughs> when you had guys starting to get traded for five seconds, you're like, that's not even a serious offer. Yeah, well, it's like Luke Luke Kennard. They gave him three seconds for him. Well, uh, our boy uh, uh, on Jaws' first team with the Suns traded to the Bucks. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder went for five seconds. Like I didn't know that was a unit of currency. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, regardless, you think at some point you think they're going to pull off some kind of trade if you don't think Xavier Tillman's going to be the center at the beginning of the year or by the end of the or the whole year. My suspicion is when we both agreed that we thought there would be a wing deal before the before the deadline. Mm-hmm. My suspicion is that deal's now going to be for a big. Yeah. Yeah. Although Montrez Harrell's available now. They don't need another undersized big. Yeah, they need like a big guy. But he's also got knee problems too. <laughs> yeah. Um he could be a scrap heap guy, though. All right, should I tell my la- should I tell my truth about nah, Michigan so or save let's, it? Let's save it. Let's save it for a, a Notre Dame fan, an unbiased observer. <laughs> oh, an unbiased observer. Okay, we'll do that. Tim Murray next, right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tim Murray is the host of v Primetime, airing from 5 until 8 p.m. locally. He's also the host of v College Football Betting Podcast, available each and every week. Download, subscribe. You know the drill. He's on Twitter, on X, at 1TimMurray. Tim, what should be the penalty for those cheating Wolverines and that cheating Jim Harbaugh? The death penalty? What are we thinking here? Uh, Jim Harbaugh should probably uh, get fired and immediately hired by the Las Vegas Raiders. That should be his uh, penalty. Oh, gosh, that is what's going to happen. Is Mark Davis no, – well, is Davis still tied at the hip? with does well, McDan- just the Raiders part. I don't think he's going to get fired. Does man. McDaniel still have, like, compromising pictures? I don't know. Guys, guys, we, we still have no – what rule is he broken? What rule is he broken? Tim, how, what – The rule of someone holding a cell phone up to record something in a, during a game? Is that, a, is that what, really the rule? Let, let's, what are your feelings, like, overall on just this entire story? I'm kind of indifferent. I just – I think it, I think a lot of people are doing it. Uh, they were probably a little more clumsy than, than others. Um they left a paper trail, which is also like that is kind of whenever buying it, tickets to the game, yeah. I think was pretty bad. Um, but like trying to steal signs that happens everywhere. Right. So like, I don't know. I they clearly are going to get ding. But here's the thing. It's October 24th. There's no way the NCAA that moves at a snail's pace on everything is going to act swiftly enough to do anything to derail this season, it's going to probably leave a cloud over the head of Michigan. But honestly, does any Michigan fan care if they win the national championship? By the by the way, to the Stewart- if they have to, oh, you know, we have to, uh, you know, relinquish our wins or whatever. It's like no one cares. So you're talking to a Michigan fan. What this is really kind of. This whole controversy has made me realize it's the one thing in my life where I'm like, just, I can't, I'm a biased fan is Michigan football. Like, I don't care. Like, even Michigan basketball is like, whatever. Um, 
What people like people like Stuart Mandel who wrote like they should, you know, because he's had a great 24 months getting it right. Well, he was like saying, should they basically be banished from the college football playoff this year? And it's the not way to happen. Well, like the way it works is the NCAA has to give them a notice of allegations, which they haven't done yet. And then you get 90 days to respond. If the NCAA right now today gave them a notice of allegations, 90 days from now is January 22nd. Well, so on like, top of that, literally, like it's after the national championship. As game. someone who covered a six-year NCAA investigation in Oxford, you can also appeal. Like you can apply for an additional ninety days. Like whether they get hammered or not, they are going. Like it's not going to affect this season. No, not at all. You know, there was a video tweeted out uh, from last year's Ohio State Michigan game where the guy Connor Stallions is is doing signals like over the shoulder of C.J. Stroud. And as Bud Elliott pointed out, Ohio State scored a touchdown on that play. <laughs> well, you I know? actually think the person that had the best perspective on all this was Matt Rule. Because Rule pointed out, like, the dumbest thing that we have is this idea that you can go to – because I call high school football games. Mm-hmm. They all have the huddle, like, the like they can watch – they have the same thing that the NFL teams have. Where you can Let's like, be fair, the rich kid schools have that. No, I'm honestly, dude. Now even public schools have got them. Like it's some the rich public schools. Yes, it's like it, the, the schools that have parents okay. that are you know willing to donate that stuff. Do, are those schools? It was happening when I was covering high school richer, seven eight years ago. Are those schools richer than Southern Miss? No. <laughs> okay, you, you see my point. Like yeah. this idea though that because it really all stems from. College football is overcoached, and you have – essentially what, it, what you want is all these teams want to check the play with the sideline and then call a shot play. And Rule's point was he's like, is that why maybe scoring's higher in college football? Possible. I would also point out the fact that the NFL that you can't just have a lineman go 10 yards downfield and then throw a deep post after that. That might have something to do with it. But it all stems from these coaches wanting not wanting to – not wanting to have the you know the NFL system where you essentially cut communication off with whatever is it twenty five seconds on the play clock fifteen seconds I can't remember what it is whatever it is and he's sitting there going like we all steal signs everyone does it like I do think the problem is it's like you can't get caught going to other games in preparation yeah. I think that was the that to me that was the one that jumped like you that's clearly a law or a rule you can't break I did find. You know, when in doubt, go to what you know. Go to Deion Sanders and see what yeah. he thinks. And he goes, "You could have someone's whole game plan. They can mail it to you. You still got to stop it." And it's true, right? It is true. Like everybody's trying to find an advantage one way or the other. Um, I don't know. I, I I think Michigan is in the wrong. But am I up in arms and saying this team should be banished from college football? No. I I think everybody else is doing it as well. They as they as you know, they just weren't as clumsy as Michigan was. Yeah, and I think, and I think it's and I, lastly on this, it, Harbaugh's gone. Like he is, he is leaving after this year. I know we've he's done the dance. He said he's not leaving. He this is the Pete Carroll move all over again, right? He's gonna try. This is the best. Yeah, team a that buddy, he's had a buddy, in a buddy that I have, Matt Smith. He's covered college football for a long time. He pointed out Pete Carroll was is Harbaugh. One of them was fifty nine. The other was fifty eight. The exact same thing. The NCAA was swimming around them, and this is like this is the exact moment that they left. It was very this similar. Is, this is his best team. Everybody's back. I imagine you know how many players, like 12, 13 players, are going to get drafted off this team, 
And he's just going to be like, all right, I'm out. And and think about who, what jobs are probably going to be available. Las Vegas is going to be available. Maybe they're going to have a, a pretty nice quarterback situation. Chicago potentially could be available. They could have a nice quarterback situation going on. He's going to be in the NFL. He wanted the Vikings job two years ago, and they didn't hire him. Washington could be available. Washington will be available. Washington will be available, yeah. 100%. So, so Mark wants to start calling him Tugboat Ron. He's yeah. no longer Riverboat Ron. Yeah, he's lost Riverboat for me. That's a term of endearment. I have no endearment towards him. I mean, that spot was just... <laughs> I'm a Giants fan. Now, I, was, I said that there I might not angry. be two more... I was, pa- angry at the, I was angry at the Commanders. Wa- Washington has probably the two most pathetic losses of the season. That Bears loss on Thursday night... The only one you, you the Cowboys lost to the Niners. Cardinals. Mi- Card- well, I think the Cardinals loss was worse. Yeah, probably Cardinals. But I, I don't know. It was. I, I don't know. Denver did, did give up seventy in a game. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but in fairness, at least you could make the argument. Well, they quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the other losses, like the Commanders were trying, the Cowboys were trying. Like at least with the Broncos, like they did just straight up quit at some point. I don't think Rivera will be fired during the year, but he is. Uh, he is. Unless he made One. some miraculous run to the playoffs. He'd have to nah. make the playoffs to keep it's his over. job. It, but, it's, it's over. Not. New owner, it's over. Hey, the, the, the interesting he's thing already is, hinting at not maybe he's gonna not he's gonna go to Brissett. And it's like, oh come on, don't do like come on. We're really gonna go down the Brissett that path. Du- that dude wants nothing to do with Sam Howell. He didn't want anything to do with him last year. He didn't want to name him the starter. You know, it's just he doesn't want to hitch his wagon to Sam Howell, who has his ups and downs for sure. And but you're you're going nowhere right now, so mm-hmm. why not give the rookie a, a shot? Um, yeah, I think the frustrating thing. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I do I do a you know radio show now in D.C. again, and I'd be curious. I'm sure there's frustration, but over overall, it's like you know what? Snyder's gone, new owner. This is what happens. You 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 fire your head coach. He brings in his guys, and we you know Josh Harris and other owners were poking around. Remember Sean Payton came out on yeah. Radio Row and basically said that he had been approached by Washington if if yeah. this ownership thing had gone down. So, no, Washington definitely would be available. Isn't the problem, though, with Sean Payton, you can't really believe anything he says? <laughs> I don't know, but you, you don't I mean, really remember, want... didn't he, like, throw out the, he's like, well, the Chargers talked to me, too, and then he's like, then the Cowboys talked to me, and it's like, I, I, I guess Chargers it's... could be open, too. I mean, Harbaugh might have himself... Yeah. He's going to get quite a quite the opportunity. I mean, think about go the back to his that, roots. Well, but, Univers- start but, at University of San Diego. Every, here's the problem: this everyone always does the Chargers first off. They're in L.A. now. Thank you. Um, secondly, yeah, still, he played. Did he play for the Chargers? He did. Yeah, he he did. But everyone always does the well. Sean Payton could have gone to the Chargers. Has anyone paid attention to what Dean Spanos does? He's the, like the cheapest owner in the NFL. Yeah. There's no way Sean like Sean Payton's getting paid fifteen million a year. Harbaugh's not going to take a pay cut to go to the NFL. I do think the one that's the most interesting is the Bears, right? Because they could have number one and number two. I think there's a really good chance they'll have one because they have Carolina's pick and they're horrendous. Um, you know, my guy, uh, my guy from, from Shepherd University, agent baby, secret agent man, Tyson, Tyson dominating baby with his arm sleeve. Um, I, and another team. I mean, Mark Davis doesn't have a ton of money. No, you know? he's broke, cash-wise. Yeah. So, like, you know, I think those are, you know, intriguing jobs. And if the Bears comes open and they have the number one pick, I mean, that is that is incredibly appealing, right? Just because of of 
the opportunity to to coach Caleb Williams. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's have it's, we have we taken a moment to think about Harbaugh coaching Caleb Williams, like Mister Offensive Structure versus Mister uh, I'm gonna bail in this pocket in a half of a second here. He made it work with Colin Kaepernick. He can make it work with Caleb that was, Williams. Kaepernick was very different. Kaepernick was I like know. structured RPO. Like Caleb is. I mean, I'm not kidding you right now, and maybe it's because he just doesn't trust the offensive line. I mean, Tim, what is the longest he stays in the pocket? A second? Yeah. No, it's – it's. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm so curious about USC moving forward because the season's over. Um, they can't win the Pac-12. Caleb and by the way, but the we should also say get well soon, Lincoln. We know you're, we know yeah, you're going through it, it last couldn't night. Couldn't do the radio yeah. show. Yeah. God, no, yeah. and the, well, that's the other okay. thing is, like, it feels like L.A. is out on Lincoln Riley. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's year two. Is he going to leave? Yeah, it's is year two. Uh, I've never bought the Lincoln. So when Lincoln was at OU, it was always hard to drum up a school that would be open that he would leave for. And so I'm always convinced his agent would just leak out, you know, he's thinking about the NFL. I am not convinced the NFL is thinking about Lincoln Riley like they are. I mean, they're going to win at Cal, but then they have Washington at home at Oregon, UCLA to close the year. Like, I set a line on my show more tongue-in-cheek before the Notre Dame game over under two and a half losses. And I was like, I don't know. And now they've lost two. Yeah. Well, like I, I bet on them last week. Like I did too, because so I, I felt, I felt like it was the spot, right? Yeah, I mean Utah's, you know, dealing with no quarterback, no tight ends, and then they've got a converted safety, just you know, running all over the field, and they can't stop them on the offensive side of the ball. So I don't know. I'm not convinced they're covering this weekend. I, I, I you know, you're going to Cal. It's a four o'clock, you know, one o'clock local game in Berkeley. I mean, are we convinced they're like they're they're going to cover eleven and a half against Cal? They they should. They're more talented, but like I don't know. Are we sure Caleb's not going to pack it up? Oh, at some point he will, right? I mean, that's that's kind of where it seems like it's trending. We've yet to see a player. Have we seen a player officially opt out of the regular season? We had the COVID year where guys opted yeah. out, but we, usually they do it more tastefully, where they say that they're hurt. Right. And they just like the Jackson, <laughs> the Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like uh, Jackson had a hamstring That's for true. nine months. The, yeah, the whole year, basically <laughs> yeah. since the Notre yeah. Dame game. He's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he had a hammy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He weird. He's working out in Dallas. I don't. How's he? How's he working that up with his class schedule? I, t- I tell you what, though, you know, online classes. By the are way, a thing. as as we are sitting here, uh, the line just ticked from eleven to ten and a half on USC. Uh-huh. Some money coming in on the uh, Golden Bears, the old fighting Wilcoxes. Um, I think the Heisman Trophy is incredibly fascinating this year because there's nobody. the The betting favorite after Michael Penix's performance on Saturday is now JJ McCarthy, and I don't feel like he's done anything. It's all based off of, well, you know, he could go play really well against Penn State and Ohio State, and then you got to give it to him. And it's like, all right. Well. Don't you think, though, that's more reflective of Vegas recognizing what the, oh, yeah. what the award has become, which is, all right, who's usually the starting quarterback of the number one team or whatever, a, an undefeated team? No. He gets, the, he gets all the opportunities. But I think 100% Jaden Daniels yeah. should win the Heisman Trophy. He won't if they lose to Alabama. I agree, but I think if they beat Alabama, I yes. do think it's I do think if they beat Alabama, I think he has Will the man's they? he has the man's L spot. 
Yeah. I don't think they'll beat Alabama. Their think, defense is tragic. I do think, though, they might be the one team that could post a number that Alabama can't go get. So we're trusting LSU to go on the road with that defense and beat Alabama? Well, they shut out Army. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> they did. Did you, see, did you see the bad beat in that game? The total was 60, and they broke a 50-yard run with like 23 seconds left and scored to go to 62. Because I, 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 as soon as I... I was like, I was thinking, like, man, that's a lot of points. What if they don't care? And then I started thinking about the the idea of seeing an LSU receiver running in the camera shot, and you can't even see where an Army defender was. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that game. I'm just not gonna touch what, that. Have they renamed the cocktail party? Yes. The uh, what uh, is it called now? Resp- is it the Drink Responsibly Bowl? Yeah. Because no, I I don't even think they renamed it. I think they just stopped referring to it as the cocktail party. CBS does them a because that. The one that got out of hand was one year they moved. CBS didn't take it, and it was like an ESPN 645 game or 745 Eastern, and then apparently like somebody got so drunk they died. So mm. no transition, easy off Yes. That. Um, so I was looking at the straw poll today on The Athletic for the Heisman, and Penix is still one. Marvin Harrison is two. I can see that. He's not even going to win the Bolitnikoff. Yeah, Luther well, Burden. Again, it's, it's Luther Burden. Did Devontae did Devontae win everything when he won yes. the Heisman? Yeah, his numbers were ridiculous. He had like two thousand receiving yards. God, he was awesome. But I, Marvin, here's the thing: Ohio State has played two big games so far this year. He was awesome against Penn State. He had three catches against Notre Dame. He got hurt, but he had three catches against Notre Dame for thirty-two yards. And Mecca Abuka was better than him. But isn't game. it going to be the same argument for McCarthy in that we yeah, watch? Just, we it watch comes the, down to that game. It's like yeah. if one of them balls out, they're going to be the favorite. Man, maybe. But I, you know, I we think it about all last just week. speaks to that it is totally up for grabs. It is so up for grabs because I could make a case that Dylan Gabriel, if they go undefeated and they beat Texas in the rematch, his numbers are pretty good. I can make a case, as we already talked about, Jaden Daniels. His numbers are ridiculous. Like, if Jaden Daniels goes to Tuscaloosa and wins, I think they go into the, I think he becomes the odds on favorite after that game. And he's trying to fend off everyone going into the SEC championship. Michael Penix, one stinker. That's okay. He's still got big games yeah. still to come. And he could win the Pac 12 championship. And the reason I bet on, you know, Bo Nix last week, they got some really big games. Game days at Utah this week. They, all, they have Oregon State on Black Friday, primetime on Fox, and they've got the Pac-12 championship. Here's here's a take for you. I think this – you add in the Heisman intrigue. I think we are shaping up for the most meaningful championship game weekend we've had in college. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.